0: Starting next year, the event formerly known as the NBM Show will become the Graphics Pro Expo, the number one event for all graphics professionals. The Expo will stretch across the U.S. in six cities throughout the year. First up on the list is Irving, Texas, featuring Start Here Academy, which will be held May 13th through the 15th. Other locations for 2021 include Indianapolis, Meadowlands, New Jersey, Long Beach, California, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Charlotte, North Carolina. Find out when these in person events will happen by visiting graphics pro expo.com. You gotta be there in 2021. Hey everyone, welcome to the Graphics Pro Files. I'm your host, David McNeil, and you're listening to a podcast tailored for folks in the custom graphics industry, be it wraps, custom signage, engraving, awards, printware, Graphics Pro has you covered. My guest today is Lon Winters, owner of Graphic Elephants out here in Colorado. In addition to running a custom apparel shop, Lon Winters has been a longtime contributor to Graphics Pro and frequently consults with businesses to help them improve. He offers that same sage advice with us here today as we look at new streams of revenue found with shipping and packaging, something that he's heavily adopted during the pandemic in addition to PPE. We also discuss if shops in the graphics Industry should start getting out of survival mode as 2021 approaches, and with it, vaccines for COVID-19. Well, Lon, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. How about you?
0: I'm doing okay. Doing okay, hanging in there. It's December now, and uh, well, you know, you and I talked earlier. Following the pandemic, your shop, like many, quickly mobilized to convert fabric into PPE. Largely, that meant making smaller runs at a more frequent rate. Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
1: You know, um, the regular events obviously weren't weren't taking product at all. Right. Um, some of our biggest customers had gone from you know hundred percent to zero. Right. Uh, and the ones that were ordering, and that's the point to you know the smaller, uh, more frequent orders. As we were surviving doing the the mask business, the face covering business, um, we've got friends that are in the rock and roll business, Mm -hmm. and they would send, you know, so many thousand pieces on pallets and boxes uh, in bulk to a venue uh, for for the show, Metallica or, or whatever. And events at the smaller scale are exactly the same. You send a box of 50 shirts to the booster club for uh, opening day of football practice or whatever it is. And those kinds of things weren't bulk order. It was, let's see, I need 14 smalls, 27 mediums, 31 larges. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted them individually packed in uh, separate bags so right. that they could drop ship them to the individuals rather than having a, you know, a gathering. Uh, and then there was something to that that started making people, I think, emotionally feel safer that they're getting some type of sealed product in a bag. It just became a more natural uh, thing to do, which actually has helped create additional revenue for a lot of us because we can offer that packaging, not as charging a dime or a nickel for these little things, but mm-hmm. we can charge a dollar, two dollars uh, to provide that service because it's a real value. There is nobody at the you know the the stadium that's going to sort these and, and send them out to all the vendors. It, they're literally going out to individuals. So it's just kind of a different animal, a different breathing animal.
0: Right. But you found that revenue stream did help like a significant amount, a a minimal amount.
1: My instincts for us is that it will be significant. And uh, talking to other colleagues, they are already saying it is significant. Mm -hmm. Um, So those additional services are, uh, I think they're critical to increase revenue as long as we can get, you know, Dollars over pennies kind of thing, if we can right. if we can get a reasonable amount of value added for a reasonable amount paid, because you can take a you know, let's call it a ten dollar garment and turn it into twelve or fourteen pretty fast. And if it's a hundred pieces, that's a twenty percent increase to your bottom line, which is pretty significant.
0: Absolutely. And when you and I were talking earlier, you mentioned that you were beefing up your e-commerce a bit. And I was wondering, like, is it in relation to the shipping and packaging, like making that a bit more obvious to uh, potential customers?
1: I think that's part of it. You know, it's it's a thing in everybody's
0: Industry, not just ours.
1: Uh-huh. We were moving that direction anyway. Okay, but this has sped it up. People still want to express themselves; they still want to be uh, individuals, but part of a group or part of a pack. Mm-hmm. And uh, the brands are are moving online, if not already. They were already there, but they weren't really promoting it or, or moving as quickly. Mm-hmm. And then I think a lot of us that have connection or have customers that have an e-com presence that was very helpful because they just shifted their marketing budgets to the e-com piece of it Right. as they were pivoting it was kind of forcing us to pivot so they may not you know I used this example the other day we may not get a 5000 piece order it may only be 1500 and then the immediate reorders that come because now we need four more we need seven more we need 15 more mm-hmm. um so it's it's like a the runs are getting smaller, but we're able to increase the revenue by adding these other services, the individual drop shipping, the individual packaging. I think those of us that are surviving and that are, are hanging in there, it's because we were able to, A, get a cash influx because we're already in the material business, in the fabric business. Mm-hmm. So we were able to do some PPE right out of the gate. And... Your customers needed it too, so there was a natural fit there. Mm-hmm. And then, as the customers started changing their business, I think we, as a community, as an industry, has have had to change our business some.
0: And with uh, services you added, like packaging and drop shipping, is that something you recommend to other shops right now? And like, how easy is it to add those things?
1: You know, um, it's all a scale thing, right? I think most people. Offer it, and always have uh, and some customers uh, take advantage of it, but I think in today 's environment, I think you can remind your clients your customers this fulfillment piece of it is is something that you can do, and mm. it may make more sense than it ever has, even so much as handling a fundraising uh online store for them let me let me put up a store with your branding your rock and roll band your restaurant whatever it is Hmm. we'll put up a store with with two three four five shirts with this image we'll sell them for twenty dollars Ten of it goes to me and helps me survive. Ten of it goes to you, helps you survive. (laughs) And the the customer gets a a cool shirt to boot and it's only 20 bucks. Right. And I think that the industry has raised millions for small businesses uh, as well Mm -hmm. as for themselves. And and people were embracing it and were moving down that path. But I think immediately it was an easy sell. Mm -hmm. Let us put this together for you. You don't have to do anything. And your customers are going to get your cool shirt. And then I write you a check for half. Right. You know, who's going to say, no, thanks. I'm not interested.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Since it is the end of the year now, an important topic I want to touch upon is preparation for 2021. The new year is going to bring about vaccines and hopefully solutions to get us out of this mess. How are you planning to transition out of survival mode?
1: Um, You have no choice. We personally, um, and the industry as a whole, the community, Mm -hmm. um, we have no choice but to survive. That's that's order of business number one, because we can't do anything on the other side of this if we don't survive. So ultimately, that has to be priority number one. However, if you don't start looking, and, and we're guilty of this as much as anybody, um, we downsized uh, like a lot of folks, uh, we're, we're probably blessed more than many. So mm-hmm. I, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining but with the influx of the PPE with some of the the fundraising opportunities that are presented themselves with uh, I got to be honest just you know just some blessings in right job, right time, right mm-hmm. cash flow. The things refinanced properly right before we found ourselves in just a damn lucky place right you know we're not killing it but we are surviving but the challenge for us personally and probably for other business owners is we find ourselves stacking shirts and and reclaiming screens and while you're doing that you can't grow your business you can't figure out new ways of digital marketing social media more e-commerce stores more you know there's a there's a ton of opportunity that i think will help us for coming years But how do you put those resources into that if you're busy trying to get the day's work done? Again, going back to priority number one, we've got to get this out the door and we've got to get paid for it Mm -hmm. before we can think about investing resources at the next step. So there's a a delicate balance between the survival and looking forward. One thing to keep in mind, I I was watching another uh, Zoom presentation for the association and... They mentioned, you know, if you look at the PPE, if you look at the fundraisers that have injected XYZ revenue, you may not be doing that next year. So yeah. how do you replace that? I mean, it was a, it's was it been a blessing for most of us to to hang in there, but are some of the other customers that you were working with or that are way down, are they going
0: to fully rebound or we're going to lose a bunch of them? You know, I mean, that's probably reality. Is it right now just in the back of your mind or do you have like a timeline in in mind or a marketing strategy or is it just something you're, you know, keeping an eye out for?
1: Probably a combination of all those things. Mm. You can't get anything done if you don't deliberately do it. Right. We are making some modifications and some moves. We have a couple of brands that that are ours personally that we promote via Shopify and Etsy and, and other platforms. And we're paying attention and trying to make some improvements. And we've set aside some resources by that. I mean, uh, an investment in moving forward with additional, I guess, outlets or, or ways to do business via mm-hmm. e-com. Uh, and, and we're really working hard on our part of our customers e piece of it. So if we can make it easier for them on the back end. And the front end, as far as uh, dropping orders in, then we help their e-com get bigger, which helps our wholesale full package and contract type of work get bigger while we can fund and build out and put some efforts into marketing and, and those kinds of things. So I think way past in the back of my mind. But probably behind where we should be. Mm-hmm. But again, we we're taking deliberate steps. Let's put it that way. Right. But resources are thin, and we're we're trying to balance it as best we can. So
0: we'll be back with Lon Winters after a brief word from our sponsor. Great news everyone. The NBM show is now Graphics Pro Expo. You can get details on the schedule for 2021 by visiting graphics-pro-expo.com and see how this in-person event is tailored for your business. While you're at the website, learn more about the upcoming GPX Breakaway series, which will be held online throughout the year. You gotta be there you'd mentioned that you just invested in new embroidery software and DTG machines. Is that part of the plan or were those new additions you were just planning on making?
1: Yes and yes. Uh We, <laughs> okay. we had planned to uh, expand the DTG piece of it and we needed mm. to update on embroidery. You know, our runs have been getting smaller on the screen print side of things for mm. the last couple of decades. But uh, as a good friend of mine, uh, Mark Gray, has said in the past, we're in a race to the unit of one. So DTG is the only full color graphic application for textile that makes any sense when you're talking about singles and, and mass customization. And then managing the mass customization uh, melco has got some interesting software that we've been kinda of working with them on and then Printavo people, the Inksoft people on the on the shop management and and the storefront piece of it. Um, there's just there's so many tools and so many things available to help you with that. The term is that we use is mass customization. So it's, you you may get 50 pieces for an event, but each one of them has something different. And maybe it's uh, uh, as simple as old school, we used to call it name drops. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody got their own name. If you were working for zoos, maybe you get a 500 piece order, but every shirt is a different animal. So uh, it's it's a different kind of business than it was pre-pandemic and certainly um, the last 10 years or so.
0: Yeah, And I wonder maybe people's attitudes towards garments and uh, how much personalization they actually want, maybe became accustomed to. I wonder if that's going to change.
1: It'll be curious. Um, Yeah. I think things are just different. We adjust, we, we roll with it. We do what we can to control the things that we can. And we can't get too uptight about the things we can't control. And I think the, probably the biggest thing that I've taken out of a lot of the interactions is our community as a I always thought we were pretty small and a, a pretty tight-knit group as an industry everybody help each other out but the effort that people are making even virtually to try to lend a hand inside our community is has been pretty touching I mean it's we're all in it together at the same time yeah because all of us had fabric and we we could get to masks pretty quick versus you know people that build automobiles or have retail whatever you know it's just we happen to be in the middle of it it was pretty amazing how quickly the the whole industry mobilized not only to survive but to help um and i think that was uh that was pretty cool on the, in the early going, as hard as everybody worked yeah. to get stuff, get PPE to the people that needed it. We had embroidery people that were taking fabric home and trying to figure out how to make this kind of mask with pellon filter in the middle of it and sewing these things up. And I mean, everybody was trying to come up with something that they thought could help. And that was pretty cool.
0: And can you give me a specific example of something that you thought was really touching um, in relation to the community?
1: You guys are a media company. This is what you do. But the the early outreach from everybody learning how to do a virtual interaction whether it was a silly happy hour or um, the association trying to do a put on a, a, a roundtable discussion on uh, whatever subject it might be mm-hmm. everything has reverted back to how we're all wrestling the pandemic right um, because that's what we absolutely have in common right now but Ultimately, it was, I think, the not having any idea how to do any of this and how quickly we were able to try to kind of help each other, at least emotionally and try. I mean, we, we talked about the, the PPP loans. We talked about the EDI, EDIL loans. Um, how, you know, how did you get through your bank to get that? You know, it was just the little things from your peers that. I think as much as anything, it's been just emotional. And I think the the fact that I've got a friend that had a baby and and uh, bought a new building all through all of this. And there's, it, there's cool things happening, mm-hmm. even though this is pretty hard on all of us. So then the all-mask story is, is very cool. I mean, I know that they get plenty of... Of uh, PR without me tooting their horn, but I (laughs) I just blown away how quickly they were able to get that turned and build a really good mask. Everybody loves that mask, Mm -hmm. and how being part of the that community gave us access pretty quick, and we were able to provide a a a really good product quickly. So those kinds of things were everybody really
0: worked hard to do what they could. Absolutely, and. You know, as as things start to normalize and you could kind of foresee your business returning to the same kind of rate you had before, has anything changed in your workflow that you might not hire back as much staff or or what are you foreseeing?
1: It has been an opportunity to reset the Mm -hmm. workflow. You know, you do things because you've done them that way for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're at, we're probably 60% of our staff. Pre pandemic, but I've got, I call them my executive team. The very best I haven't had to let go. Mm-hmm. For the most part, we trimmed a lot of the people that maybe we didn't need and we reconsidered, reconfigured our workflow. I've, numbers are all skewed a little bit, but we're getting as much done in a, in a given work week as we did before with the other 40%. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge. You have to be absolutely Organized and, and really have things dialed in. You got to get people to buy in, and that's a, a big deal too. Everybody's going through something here, you yeah. Know, and it, it affects everybody differently, and it's really personal. So, up until probably two, even two weeks ago, we were having a, a, a team meeting every morning, and if even if it lasted ten minutes, we just would go over the state of our finances. You know, are we going to get this loan? Are we not going to get this loan? We were really transparent about everything. And I'm not going to lie. I cried a little bit. I probably yelled a little bit. (laughs) Um, And it was, it was hard getting through that, but those people are all still with us. And we're, you know, I don't, I don't know if we've turned the corner, but I feel like, gosh, eight months later, we're still above water there's there's a whole lot to you know stay in the course and and doing what you can do and yeah um, and having solid people. So I, I don't know that we I think we'll have to probably add people, but I I think it will be at a different kind of rate and in a different kind of workload. Yeah. I I want to believe that we'll stay uh, real diligent about keeping our expenses low. Yeah. Because our, our revenue is off, there's no question about that, but our expenses are are really, really low, yeah, so we've figured out how to not only cut a lot of labor but we've cut other areas, and you know it's things that maybe we would just go ahead and pull the trigger on. We don't need to right this minute let's let's wait on that, let's buy in pieces instead of the whole deal and you want to think that you have figured out how to manage all this, and maybe you're getting an awful lot of help from <laughs> run the big guy up upstairs yeah. I, every time I feel like it hasn't happened for a while but every you know we were managing day by day week by week pay period by pay period and now we're more like a month at a time and during that time every time it was like oh I'm, I'm going to have to let these guys go on Monday I don't know what we're going to do phone would ring or we'd get an email or and, and we'd get just enough work to hold us together for another week Yeah. Um, so it's been hard but we have been getting what we need to to hang in
0: there. So Lon, uh you're not alone in uh just how emotional this whole roller coaster has been. And congrats to you and your team for pulling through and we look forward to seeing what you guys do next year. Absolutely. All right, well thank you so much for being on the show and uh we'd love to have you on again soon.
1: Oh, it was my pleasure. And I think these kinds of things are very helpful for the community. So the more uh, we can be involved, uh, please let us know. We're happy to do it. But thank you for, for doing these kind of things.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll take care. Another thanks to Lon Winters for being on the show and for all of his kind words. His shop is always doing impressive things, so read up more on Graphic Elephants online. And a big thanks to you for listening to the Graphics Pro Files. If you'd like to support our show, share this podcast with your friends and peers within the graphics industry. They can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. We'll be back with new episodes starting January 12th, In the meantime, stay safe, happy holidays, and keep customizing. Bye for now.